Thank you, Jesus. Only you can still. My soul is thirsty, Lord. Lord, I just want to say thank you for this wonderful day that you have given us. Thank you, Lord God, for this new and brand this brand new day that you have blessed us with your blessings lord are new this morning your faithfulness lord your word says is great the bible says that daily you load us with benefits lord thank you for the benefits of today thank you lord god for the love that we we wake up to this morning Thank you, Lord God, for your grace that we wake up to this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercies, O God, this morning. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord, for this great privilege to be your children. Thank you, Lord, because we can call you Father this morning. Thank you, Father, for the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we have come again. We are asking this morning that as we tarry and study again in your presence, Lord, you will bless the reading of your word. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you will cause your word to come alive in our hearts. You will will give us wisdom, Lord, in your presence today. Father, thank you because we know that your name will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you wherever you are listening from. I am Murphy Ayenike sharing devotion with you. Hope you're doing well and your day is going great. All right. We start again our devotion this morning uh, by taking... Uh, two chapters from the book of Joshua. Uh, Today we'll be taking Joshua chapter 13 and 14. Remember um, yesterday, Joshua chapter 12 and 11, we saw how Joshua conquered, you know, uh, the southern and northern, you know, armies that had come to fight against Israel. Um, And of course, in chapter 12, we saw a recount of all the kings, 31 of them in all, that Joshua was able to defeat, okay, in a short time. At, at, I think about this period, it's been just about five years, five years, you know, since they crossed crossed the Jordan, you know, so um, within a very short time, the, the children of Israel had achieved so much in joshua chapter 13 and 14 we see joshua now allot the lands uh to the children of israel uh the remaining part of the land that had not been conquered for whatever reason you know was now given in allotment to to the tribes of israel and they were supposed to go forth you know and uh, okay conquer them um, so we see the lessons to learn to learn from them. 
All right, so Joshua chapter 13, let's read from verse 1. When Joshua was an old man, the Lord said to him, You are growing old, and much land remains to be conquered. This is the territory that, that remains that remains all the regions of the Philistines and the Geshurites. So that's really one of the biggest things that jumps out at me immediately. You see, the regions of the Philistines will become um, a huge pain in the hearts of the children of Israel. Uh, because uh, because this land was not conquered by Joshua, it will become their biggest problem going forward from now. Okay, so uh, I, for whatever reason, why priority was not given because the Phil- the Philistines were were such a uh, a, a very strong and stubborn nation nation. Uh, they were not given you know given easily. And uh, you will see the stories that follow as we continue to read the Bible. Verse 3 says, And the larger territories, territory of the Canaanites, extending from the stream of Shehor on the border of Egypt, northward to the boundary of Ekron, it includes the territory of the five Philistine rulers of Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gat and Ekron, the land of the Avites in the south also remains to be conquered. In the north, uh, the following area was not yet uh, has not yet been conquered. All the lands, all the land of the Canaanites, including Me- Mehara, which means um, which, which belongs to the Sidonians stretching northward to Afek on the border of the Amorites, the land of the Gebalites, and all and all of the Lebanon mountain mountain area to the east, from Balgad below Mount Emon to Lebo Amat, and all the ill country from Lebanon to Misrefort Mim, including all the land of the Sidonians. I myself will drive these people out of the land ahead of the Israelites. So be sure to give this, this land to Israel as a special possession, just as I have commanded you. Include all this territory as Israel's possession when you divide this land among the nine tribes and the Av tribe of Manasseh. Av, the tribe of Manasseh, and the tribes of Reuben and Gad had already received their grant of land on the east side of the Jordan, for Moses, the servant of the Lord, had previously assigned this land to them. Verse 9. Their territory extended from Arara on the edge of the Anon Gorge, including the town in the middle of the gorge, uh, to the plains beyond Medeba, as far as Dibon. It also included all the towns of King Sion of the Amorites, who had reigned in Eshbon, 
and extended as far as the borders of Ammon. It included Gilead, the territories of the kingdoms of Geshur and Maaka, all of Mount Ammon, all of Bashan, as far as Selica, and all the territory of King Og of Bashan, who had reigned in Ashtaroth and Idre. King Og was the last of the Rephaites, for Moses had attacked them and driven them out. But the Israelites had failed to drive out the people of Geshur and Maka, so they continued to live among the Israelites to this day. So the children of then now Joshua will allot the land you know, to each of the tribe. Verse 14 says, Moses did not assign any allotment of land to the tribe of Levi. Instead, as the Lord had promised them, their allotments came from the offering, offerings burnt on the altar to the Lord, the God of Israel. So yes, Levi was not specifically given any, any, any uh, portion of land. God became their portion in the Old Testament, okay? Uh, this does not apply to us in the New Testament. There are no lands to be shared anymore. God is our portion for everyone who becomes born again. God is our portion. God belongs to all of us, not only to the tribe of Levi. Let's go on verse 13. Uh, these are the lands that were then given to Reuben. Moses had assigned the following area to the clans of the tribe of Reuben. That territory extended from Arua on the edge of the Anon Gorge, including the town in the middle of the gorge, to the plains beyond Med- Mediba, including Eshbon, and on the other and the other towns on the plain, Debon, Bamath Bar, Beth Balmion, Jah- Jahaz, Kedemoth, Mephath, Kiriathim, Sibma, Zereth Shaha, on the hill above the valley, Beth Pihor, the slopes of Pisgah, and Beth Jeshemoth. The land of Reuben also included all the towns of the plain and the entire kingdom of Sion. Sion was the Amorite king who had reigned in Eshbon and was killed by Moses along with the leaders of Midian. Evi, Rechem, Zor, Hor, and Reba princes are living in the region who were allied with Sion. The Israelites had also killed Balaam, son of Beor, who used magic to tell the future. Aha. So verse 22 is a, is a bit confusing. If you remember that when we read the story, when we read the story of, of the story of Balaam, Remember that one of the ways that Balaam was introduced was that he was someone who had and sees the visions of God. Okay, that he hears God. 
and he tells us he told he tells us then that it was God who spoke to him and told him you know uh, to you know to go with the king to go to go with Balak and then to say the things he said the prayers he said over Israel and all the things that happened eventually when he left remember that um, I then said again that he was the one who told Balak how you know to defeat you know or to at least get God to turn against Israel you know and I think this is the first time we see the explanation of what he did he says the Israelite had also killed Balaam son of Beor who used magic to tell the future so it wasn't now relying on God anymore as a priest no it was now used the use of magic that uh, he, to, he was telling the future and in diving into this okay uh, he knew what just to do you know to get the children of Israel you know to offend God by serving other God by co- committing sexual sexual immorality verse 23 says the Jordan River marked the western border for the tribe of Reuben the towns and their surrounding villages in this area were given as a homeland to the clans of the tribe of Reuben verse 24 for now we then see the cl- the lands that were assigned to the tribe of God Moses had assigned the following area to the clans of the tribe of God their territory included Jaza all the towns of Gilead and half of the land of Ammon as far as the town of Ara just west of Rabbah it extended from Eshbon to Ramath Mispe and uh, Betonim and from Mahanim to the territories of Lodiba in the valley where Beth Aram Beth Nimra Sokot Zaphon and the rest of the kingdom of King Sion of Eshbon the western boundary ran along the Jordan River and extended as far north as the tip of the Sea of Galilee and then turned eastward the towns and, uh, and their surrounding villages in this area were given as a homeland to the clans of the tribe of God verse 29 so now we see um, the land given to half the tribe of Manasseh 29 Moses had assigned the following area to the clans of, of the half tribe of Manasseh their territory extended from, from Mahanim including all of Bashan all the former kingdom of King Og and the 60 towns of Jair in Bashan in it also included half of Gilead and King Og's royal cities of Ashtaroth and Idre all this was given to the clans of the descendants of Machai who was Manasseh's son uh, these are the allotments Moses had made while he was on on the plains of Moab across the Jordan Re- River east of Jericho but Moses gave no allotment of land to the tribe of Levi for the Lord the God of Israel 
had promised that he himself will be their allotment. So remember that the tribe of Levi was eventually supposed to have just pockets of land, you know, among every tribe. They were practically supposed to live among each of the tribe and were supposed to become uh, like examples, role model of what it means to what it means to to serve God. All right, let's take let's take the next chapter, Joshua chapter fourteen. Um, okay, so this were the lands divided west of the Jordan. Verse one says the remaining tribes of Israel received land in Canaan as allotted by Eliezer the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the tribal leaders. Uh, these nine and a, and a half tribe received their grants of land by means of sacred lots, in accordance with the Lord's command through Moses. Moses, verse 3, Moses had already given a grant of land to the two and a half tribe on the east side of the Jordan River, but he had not given the Levites uh, no such allotment. The descendants of Joseph had become two separate tribes, Manasseh, Manasseh is the firstborn, and Ephraim. And the Levites were given no land at all, only lands uh, to live in with surrounding pasture land for their livestock and all their possession possessions so the lord was uh, so the land was distributed in strict accordance with the lord's uh, command to moses so now we will see caleb come to request okay um for the portion that god had promised him and this is how you will be able to tell how long the children of Israel had okay, been trying to conquer the land. Uh, this is how you will know that it's just been about five years. Verse 6 says, A delegation from the tribe of Judah, led by Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, came to Joshua at Gilgal. Caleb said to Joshua, Remember what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, about you and me when we were at Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. I returned and gave an honest report. Okay? Uh, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. So it means Joshua is saying, I was 40 years old when we gave, you know, when we went to spy out the land. Remember the 12 spies who went to spy out the land initially. And then um, when they brought their reports, 10 of them, you know, uh, frightened the people and gave an evil report. And so because of that, the children of Israel began to cry uh, that night. They cried so much that they, they wanted to stone Moses. They, in fact, they got to the point that they wanted to elect a leader that would take them back, back to Egypt. You know, uh, it was so bad that God became so angry and told them to turn around and head back into the, into the wilderness. You know, so... We know that from that point, it was another 39 to 40 years, okay, before they came out 
out of the wilderness and then to cross the Jordan. So he's saying he was 40 years at that time. So let's continue. So that day Moses solemnly promised me the land of Canaan on which you uh, you were just walking will be your grant of land and that of your descendants forever because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Verse 10, now as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well as he promised for all these 45 years. Did you see that? For all these 45 years since Moses made this promise. So um, when Moses made this promise, so I'm thinking uh, Moses made this promise to him when he came back and gave a good report. They spent 40 years wandering the wilderness, about 40 years. So eventually we know that it wasn't exactly 40 years. It was just maybe possibly about 39 years or so. Okay, but let's say 40 years. Okay, so this campaign with the children of Israel is that extra five years that you see on his on his age. So it's been he said it's been 45 years since Moses made this promise, even while Israel wandered in the wilderness. Since today I am 85 years old. I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. Okay, so it tells me that uh, Caleb was likely younger than Joshua when they, you know, remember <laughs> we started reading today, okay, Joshua, he says Joshua was an old man at this time and God said, look, you're already old and there's still so much land to be conquered. So it tells me that Joshua was the much younger man when they went to spy out the land. Remember that when they returned and those ten rebelled, okay, rebelled and began to give an evil report, it wasn't Joshua that was speaking, it was actually Caleb, you know, who took on the people. I did say then, uh, possibly Joshua didn't say much because he was already the servant of Moses, okay, so people might think that he was just being biased in trying to protect protect his master so maybe that was why joshua was the one who was speaking but it was that was quite impressive as the younger person to take on that responsibility to speak up verse 11 he says i am as strong now as i was when moses sent me on that journey and i can still travel and fight as well as i could then he says, so give me the ill country that the Lord, the Lord promised me. You will remember that as scouts, we found the descendants of Anak living there in great walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land, just as the Lord said. Verse 13, so Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave Hebron to him as his portion of land. Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb, son of Jephunneh, Jephunneh the Kenizzite, because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Verse 15, previously, Hebron had been called Kiriath Abba. It had been named after Abba, a great hero of the descendant of Anak, and the land had rest 
for from war. Ha, ah, amen. All right, so quite an interesting read today. Um, if there was one point I would like to take from here, it would be the story of um, of Caleb and how it is important to be faithful. Yes, so Caleb was was faithful, you know, in the face of okay strong opposition. The ten that were more than okay, uh, of course, they broke into two camp, two against ten, in the face of you know confronting um, everyone. They stood against uh, Caleb, stood his ground and was faithful, you know, to give a good report. And because he did that, okay, uh, this today was his reward. It was Hebron, and you you see later, okay, uh, he was able to uh, get that portion of land that was given to him. In fact, his daughter and son-in-law Othniel uh, will become one of the first judges, you know, because as the children of Israel transit now. Okay, they will start having judges who would who would uh, would lead them. Othniel, the son of you no, know, uh, the son-in-law of Caleb, will become the fir- one of the first you know judges you know to lead the nations. So it pays to be faithful. If pays to be faithful, that is what I want to take away from here today. It pays to be faithful. Be faithful at what you do. The Bible tells us about Moses that he was faithful in all his house. I want you to pray for yourself this morning. Lord, help me to be faithful to keep your word. Help me to be faithful as a Christian, living as a child of God. Help me to be faithful to raise my children well. Help me to be faithful to be an example a Christian, an example, a light to the world. Help me to be faithful. Uh, please pray for yourself this morning. Just as Caleb was faithful, I am praying, Lord, that I will be faithful. I will be faithful to keep your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for your people. Lord, Caleb was able to overcome. I pray for them today. They will overcome every challenge as they make this commitment to be faithful to you, to be faithful to do your word. Father, I pray they will accomplish great things in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord, that the works of their hands will be fruitful. I pray, Lord, today that they will enjoy blessings in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you because you will be glorified in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.